Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Is that all the oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Way, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Fairmount Plus. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello and welcome to Q&A. I'm Jay Nordlinger, and this podcast is brought to you by Man Crates, a place for extraordinary gifts. Go to mancrates.com slash QA. I'll have more to say about them later in the show. I'm coming to you from New York, Midtown Manhattan, where Ricardo Muti also is. He has brought his Chicago Symphony Orchestra for two concerts at Carnegie Hall. As you know, Maestro Muti is one of the leading conductors of our time. He grew up in southern Italy on the Adriatic coast. He studied in Naples and Milan. He has worked in many musical capitals, London, Philadelphia, La Scala in Milan, and so on. He has spent much time on the symphonic podium and in the opera pit, both. So, Maestro, it's a pleasure to see you. Thank you very much. I have a funny question to begin. Uh, you've been in the music business for so long, and I stress business, the industry. I wonder if this ever threatens to spoil your pure love of music, the love of music we have when we're children. Does the business ever spoil love of music? Now, business is a very strange uh, word for uh, uh, my profession, even if I, uh, I have to admit that uh, for many artist becomes uh, uh, a business. But uh, uh, as you said, I was born in Napoli uh, and uh, I grew up uh, on the Adriatic coast first and then... Uh, Malfetta. Molfetta. 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 Mm -hmm. And uh, it's uh, 25 kilometers uh, north of Bari. Mm. And I am uh, uh, one of the five, five brothers. My father was a medical doctor. And uh, so everybody uh, was studying uh, at university, then high school and then university to, um, for, for different professions. One uh, architecture, somebody else uh, medical medicine. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was supposed to study uh, law. But uh, because my father the, had a great uh, uh, love for uh, oper operas and he had a wonderful voice of tenor uh, mm -hmm. since uh, we were uh, bambini very 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 young uh, my father wanted to uh, that uh, we could uh, learn an instrument 
because he believed that music uh, is a, an important uh, uh, element uh, uh, for every person in, in the world. You know, music helps people to, to be better, to become more uh, deep in, in their thoughts, uh, uh, to be more uh, refined inside. So uh, at the, the age of eight years, um, I had as a gift uh, a violin, and I started to to study the the violin, but and then I studied piano, and then at a certain point I met in the conservatory Marinino Rota, the famous composer, that uh, f uh, famous for his uh, film music. Uh, for Fellini, Visconti, and... Uh, we know so, him for so, The Godfather. I think yeah. Americans know him yeah. for The Godfather. Et cetera, si, yeah. si, si, si. Yeah. And he was a great uh, musician. And so he, he, when he heard me playing the piano, he said, uh, you know, you should really become a serious musician, a professional musician. But my father would not give me the permission to become only a, a musician because uh, in his mentality from... Uh, a mentality of a southern Italian uh, that believed in the real profession, you know, mm -hmm. to be a doctor or an architect, mm -hmm. etc. So I studied in the same time music and the normal in the normal schools, the high school, and then. But at a certain point, uh, I started to believe that I could be a professional musician. So when we moved to Napoli, that is one of the most important conservatory of music in the world. Um, I started to study composition and, uh, and uh, because the director of the conservatorio list, uh, when he heard me playing uh, piano uh, in, a, in a concert, a student concert, he, he said, uh, he called me and he said, from the way you play the piano, I think that you have the quality to be a conductor because you play the piano not as... A, as much as a virtuoso of the keyboard, but the mentality of a composer, of a, a conductor. And so I studied composition and I had a degree in piano and then I went to Milano. And in Milano, I uh, had a degree in composition with the highest vote and, uh, uh, and studied, uh, and studied um, conducting with Antonino Votto that was a great conductor. You can still find many recordings of Votto with Maria Callas and uh, uh, he was the assistant of Toscanini in La Scala for many years. So at that point I abandoned the university. I devoted myself completely to music. but. Uh, because I was not raised from the beginning as, you know, you have talent and you, have, you will become a musician, mm -hmm. uh, the world of music for me has been always a strange world. I still now, I feel that I don't belong to the world of the musicians. I, I love music and you I make... You of all people? See, huh. I, I have many huh. friends and, and I work yeah. well, with a great artist. I was lucky uh, in the past to work with Richter, Francescati, uh, Serkin, uh, Tortelier, etc. But um, I, in a way, I, become, I, I remain provincial as a person. So still a person that comes from the uh, strong, uh, dry, um, 
world of the, the south of Italy. When I say dry, I don't mean without uh, uh, spirituality or no. culture. Ja very you mean physically so? See, see. Mm. And, um, and so uh, every time I, 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 do, I conduct the concert or an opera, as after the last note, I, come, I go back to the normal person of the south uh, of Italy. And every time for me, it's a sort of miracle that I am able to, to, to conduct an orchestra. But it's very strange because at the same time, I have to admit that my career was made by the orchestras. Mm -hmm. Because when I conducted for the first time the Maggio Musicale Fiorentino mm -hmm. in Florence, the, the, the musicians asked me to become the, their conductor, mm -hmm. their music director. The same happened in London with the Philharmonia in 1972, my first concert in London, not even after the concert, after the general rehearsal, the musicians asked me to become the music director. The orchestra was without music director for several years because Klemperer had, uh, was old and had let, left the orchestra. The same happened, happened in Philadelphia and in La Scala and also in, uh, in Chicago. So I, uh, oh, my, my gratitude goes to the musicians of the orchestra, and they are my families. But the world of music with all the lights, uh, the, 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 how can I say, all the, um, the smoke, and yes. the, the, that doesn't belong. Show uh, business. The, the show, so that's the reason I spoke too long to say that the word business doesn't belong to my activity. I'm still an idealist. And uh, like uh, still now when I'm in this country and somebody says after concert, Maestro, good job. Uh, I, 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 I tremble. Uh, I, I still have some... Uh, it's very American. Uh, good uh, job. Good yeah. job. So yeah. if you conduct a Mozart Requiem, uh, I, I hope that I do, you don't do the job. <laughs> well, you, uh, you're a pianist. And I wonder if you ever play the piano for, for your own enjoyment. Uh, see, I started uh, when when I had the diploma. Um, I did one or two concerts as a solist, not with the orchestra, recitals. Mm. But uh, my mind at that time was in the direction of conducting and uh, uh, practically more than conducting to study the scores of the great uh, uh, composers, symphonic and operatic composers. And uh, um, when I played the piano, the recitals, uh, I, I, I was not really enjoying because I felt that it was not my place. I was a good pianist, uh, but was too nervous. Uh, and uh, for me, it was really uh, difficult to think to spend my life uh, sitting uh, uh, in front of a keyboard that is in front of a wall uh, and, uh, and uh, so uh, the, the, I never I enjoy now to play the piano when I work with the singers uh, or with the soloist uh, a violinist uh, or a cellist or a singer then I, I enjoy playing the piano because I don't have the responsibility next day to play in front of the, of the public so practically I was a good pianist I am a good pianist but I don't uh, think uh, on, uh, about myself as a pianist. Even if I must say that when I won the Cantelli competition, you know, Cantelli was the protege of Toscanini that mm. died in the big accident of the mm. airplane in 1957, and we have in Italy an international competition in his name. Uh, so I was invited by in Florence 
to conduct a concert. And the soloist, the soloist was Sviatoslav Richter. And uh, he didn't know my name, and so... Uh, it was the Britain Piano Concerto, no? Bravo. Mm -hmm. how, how do you know? You told me once. Oh, I yeah. see. Yeah, yeah. See, the Britain Piano Concerto. And the Mozart, uh, Mozart Piano Concerto in the first part. Ah, both. The, yeah. See, and the second part, the Britain Piano Concerto. But he asked me to go to Siena, where he was uh, practicing for uh, a recital, uh, a, because he wanted to see me, but not to see my face, to... To uh, uh, work, rehearse. To, yeah, to, to to see if I was a good musician. Ah. He would he would not um, he, he couldn't accept me just on the base of uh, the victory of uh, an international competition. He mm. wanted to see who I was as a musician. So I arrived in uh, in Siena in the Academia Chigiana, and in the evening of uh, a rainy evening. I went in this uh, beautiful hall and I immediately uh, saw uh, what uh, was uh, <laughs> what uh, uh, was going to happen. I saw two grand piano, one near the other, and this giant, because he was not only a giant as a pianist, but he was a giant as a person. He was a big person. Oh, I didn't know so, that. Mm, <laughs> so he was big, uh, uh, tall, uh, massive. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he when I was introduced to him by an interpreter, uh, he said to me, Prego, play, the, play the, the, the part of the orchestra on the, the piano that was on the left. So he set the piano on the piano. Uh, the piano, the keyboard on the right. Mm -hmm. He played the solo the part of the soloist, and I had to play the part of the orchestra. So uh, I thought for a moment, there are so many conductors that don't play the piano, no, especially today, you know, conducting is becoming a profession by itself. That mm. is a mistake and it's a mm. disaster. This, but Richter, he didn't ask if I was a pianist. He just say play, oh. and so uh, I played. I played the, the the part of the orchestra in the Mozart concerto yeah. and in the Britain concerto, and he played the, the solo part, the part of the soloist, and the, after the both performances. But uh, uh, from the beginning to the end, he didn't say one word. Just mm -hmm. we played Mozart, and then he said, now Britain. Which was the Mozart, do you recall? Uh, see, uh, the, I don't remember the number, but it's a B-flat. And at the end of uh, when we finished, he said to the interpreter to translate the phrase that was, if he conducts the way he plays, he's a good musician, so I will accept uh, to play with him and was a great success in Florence and I became the in 1968 uh, the uh, music you were a director child. of the see in fact this year in June uh, the city of Florence uh, is making a big celebration for my uh, half century now as uh, 2018 yeah. and I will conduct Macbeth in concert form yeah. and uh, this Macbeth will be uh, for the celebration of uh, 50th anniversary of my music directorship beginning in, in Florence. You told me once that uh, Antonino Votto could play anything on the piano. Uh, Antonino Votto was a great, great pianist, mm -hmm. and he was a, a, a great, uh, great conductor. He came from the school of Toscanini, and so uh, when he uh, taught uh, to the students in Milano, uh, it was very interesting. Today, um, the people... Uh, 
younger conductors, they study on the books, big books about conducting. Can you imagine if the Toscanini or Furtwängler or Nikisch or they studied on books? Hard to picture. This is, mm. this is, uh, Toscanini used to say the arms are the extension of your mind. Mm -hmm. no? And everybody can beat time, even a donkey. With all the respect for the dog. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Every day, we rise. Challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers because we used to say donkey to say the stupid, but they are very intelligent animal, animals. But to make music, that is the problem. That is the problem. And so Votto, uh, is, the first day of uh, the lessons, he, he said uh, to all the students, in uh, four is one, two, three, four. In three, one, two, three, making the gesture, no? Mm -hmm. the, what is generally uh, used by the conductors around the world. Two is in two, that's it. The rest, until you don't break your nose in front of the orchestra, you will never learn, first. Mm -hmm. And second, you have to study deeply music, possibly the piano and possibly a string instrument or wind instrument uh, to uh, know the technique of what is in the orchestra. And uh, um, again, he insisted in the fact that if you had a natural talent, uh, you would find your way to communicate with the, uh, with the musicians if you had the talent, you were born, let's say, conductor. But he didn't like it, uh, the, only the talent. He uh, wanted the, the conductors very well prepared in composition. I studied 10 years composition. And in uh, at my time, still now, but my time was even harder. The composition was made by uh, 10 years divided in four years of harmony, three years of contrapoint, mm -hmm. and three years of orchestration. orchestration. Mm -hmm. And then in the last three years, you could follow the course of conducting. Today has completely changed everything. Somebody uh, plays the flute and the next day starts to conduct. Or somebody uh, sing, uh, cannot sing anymore and conducts. Yeah. So you have, it's, a, it's yeah. becoming a convenient uh, profession in a way. Mm -hmm. Especially the problems are becoming now this, uh, the fact that uh, 
conductors uh, come out like mushrooms, you know, mm -hmm. without the preparation that one time was required. This, you can feel this uh, problem in the um, world of operas. Because one time to become an opera conductor, you had to work uh, on stage, work with the singers, uh, know about vocal technique, like the conductors of the past, Serafin, you know, mm. Tullio Serafin. He prepared Callas, he made Callas. Uh, your friend Karyan spent all those years in Aachen, I think. Yeah, yeah. And Klepperer, Edfurt Wengler, mm. and uh, all these con mm. uh, the conductors, uh, uh, they uh, were trained, they became conductors. They generally came from the opera mm -hmm. and then went to the symphonic. Mm -hmm. Now, um, I, I see... George uh, Zell did that. See, Scholte, George Zell, practically... Ryan uh, Rudzinski, all of them. Today is gone, this. Mm -hmm. uh, somebody... I, in fact, when I travel in the United States, and uh, and I have a tour with the orchestra. After a concert, I, there are s several times young musicians that come to me, and uh, and when I ask what you study, and they say conducting, I said, but doesn't mean anything. Conducting means uh, how to move the arm, but this is the most simple thing in the world. The problem is that uh, if you have a Mozart symphony, the G minor symphony, mirror, 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 what you say to the orchestra? From the technical point of view, one, two, one, two is not a problem. But what you say to the orchestra, if you don't have an idea, a musical idea based on the knowledge of music, the culture, the history, you know, the conductor should be a person of great cultural cultivation. Uh, cultivation. Mm. That doesn't mean that everything I said means that I have all these qualities, but at least I try. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I... I want to read you something, a quotation I found some years ago that I love. It's about Nino Rota. Mm. And I wish that someone should say this about all of us. Something Fellini said about Nino Rota. He was someone who had a rare quality belonging to the world of intuition. As soon as he arrived, stress disappeared. Everything turned into a festive atmosphere. Do you remember Rota that way? Very well. Very, in this, yeah, he had what a beautiful uh, thing to say about someone. Uh, when you uh, arrive, stress disappears. Yeah, he was, he was, um, he was music with a capital M. Everything in his body. He was a small person. Mm. Was not tall, but two eyes like uh, the blue sky. Mm. So these these eyes uh, were eyes that penetrated. Yeah, yeah. So, so. Uh, yeah. And. Uh, uh, so he moved uh, sometimes like a, like a puppet, you know, mm. uh, because he was so full of life that his body couldn't stay still. Uh, and uh, <laughs> it was just this energy that uh, you could feel around, around, uh, around him. And he, had, uh, uh, he, could, uh, he was a wonderful pianist too, wonderful composer, but he, he would improvise everything on the piano. And even if his, mu his music is, uh, um, comes to your ears very easily, you know, and his, his melodies, his themes, have, some of his themes have become internationally uh, known, part of our uh, uh, heritage. <laughs> La Strada, for mm -hmm. example, everywhere in the world you uh, you recognize, uh, and but uh, he uh, knew uh, the entire uh, 
my, my prakticky inú Berg, Schemberg, Hindemith, Stravinsky. And he could play Wozzeck by memory. That I would not have guessed. He, he knew, he, so he was, com- but uh, even if uh, he, he knew all this technique, contemporary technique from the 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 the, the, the atonal uh, atonal mm-hmm. uh, the dodecaphonic etc puntillistic all the technique he w- had the courage to ex- express even in his classical compositions be, uh, forget the, the movies the classical compositions the missa the operas he had the courage to express his own nature he mm-hmm. didn't try to be, in quote, contemporary at any cost. He was Rota. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, great intuition about the musicians. In fact, I, I uh, have become a musician, and I became a musician thanks to him, because when he heard me playing, uh, uh, he said, you must play, you must be a musician, you must. And, uh, in fact, if I had not met Rota today, it's, it's possible that uh, uh, maybe I would be, I don't know, a lawyer, <laughs> a surgeon. A good one, a good one. I don't know. No, no, no. No, he saved me because for the rest I'm a disaster completely. <laughs> you have seen well, my telephone, so the, my, yeah, yeah. it's, 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 it's because, belongs to the, 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 the men of the caves. Yes, yes, the Paleolithic era. The Paleolithic, yeah. I yeah, you're, you're one of the last of, yeah, that phone should be in a museum. Well, Maestro, I sometimes ask you heretical questions. Here's a heretical question about our man, Toscanini. In your judgment, was he ever too strict, too tight, too airless? Now, it's a good question. I, we, we know Toscanini uh, through his recordings that he made uh, uh, in, uh, with the NBC. The, yeah. And uh, there are very rare, uh, very, very few uh, L, uh, recordings uh, all of the, the, the 20s when he was in Ascala. So we, we can judge Toscanini uh, through uh, his latest, uh, uh, his latest uh, recordings. Uh, and, uh, it's uh, not fair, correct? No, no, yeah. no. Because Votto said to me, the Toscanini that you hear in the recordings, et cetera, it was com- much different from the Toscanini yeah. of the 20s when Votto was his first assistant yeah. in La Scala. So it's possible that uh, in, the, in the last years uh, he, he became even more strict. He was always strict because his uh, philosophy was to be the servant of the composer, mm-hmm. especially in a period where the conductors uh, 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 tend to uh, to become the prima donna, you know, yeah, yeah. The, 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 yeah, so, yeah. and was already at the time of Verdi, because uh, uh, there is a letter of Verdi about Angelo Mariani, that was a, a great composer. He conducted many of the Verdi operas, but was also the one that conducted the first opera of Wagner in Italy, the Lohengrin in Bologna. And but so he said that Mariani had the tendency to use the scores 
for his, uh, his own expression. Success. Yeah, yeah. See, and for example, uh, Verdi uh, speaks about the, the overture of Forza del Destino. When uh, in, the, in the overture the, there is a chorale. That is clearly a religious moment in the symphony that refers to the monastery, to the monks, to the, and uh, it's written pianissimo. No, uh, piano dolce in the score mm-hmm. and uh, Verdi was very angry because in that place uh, Mariani used to play fortissimo to impress uh, the public no? mm-hmm. so at the time of Verdi already the conductors were uh, uh, using scores for their benefit or mm-hmm. their personal success so Toscanini uh, he uh, had a completely different philosophy to be the servant of the composer and uh, um, and the, my school, the school I come from, is uh, the school of Toscanini. To uh, when you do especially operas, uh, to serve as much you can the ideas of the composer. That doesn't mean that uh, you will be successful anyway. But what Toscanini said, you have to try to find the truth of the composer through the notes that the composer has written without altering the notes Mm. or making cuts or making transpositions just for your convenience, Mm. no? And, uh, but of course it's possible that uh, it became a little bit more uh, strict uh, uh, in the end. But even so, when you hear Falstaff or Toscanini, Ah. or or you hear the first, uh, especially the first, uh, act of Otello, mm. then it's better well, that you, you yeah, the uh, first act of Otello, you, every conductor should... You name the gold medal. Mm, you, yeah. you should take the... Every conductor yeah. should take the stick and the uh, uh, break yeah, the yeah, stick yeah. and say, okay, that means really well, to do Verdi, no? Mm. This energy that he had. But uh, I want to add another thing, that because I when I was in La Scala music director in the first years the, from 86, uh, 85, 86, 87, etc. Um, I, I met many times Valli Toscanini, the daughter mm. of Toscanini. He had two daughters, Vanda, the wife of uh, Orovsky, uh, the, uh, uh, Horowitz, and uh, Valli. Uh, Valli lived in Milano and uh, sh- she many times spoke about, uh, to me about uh, her father. And she said that uh, at the age of 80 and more, uh, she was shocked to see Toscanini going through, uh, after a rehearsal, for example, a rehearsal of Traviata that he had conducted thousand times, mm-hmm. again uh, to uh, at home when they were preparing the dinner for him. He, uh, after the rehearsal, he was going through the score again Still. and again mm-hmm to see what was uh, uh, not right for him and whose fault was. It was for the fault of the orchestra or the fault of uh, Toscanini himself. Mm. So uh, the, the fact that he is sometimes, I mean, many times he was very strong, very harsh with the musicians, uh, that uh, uh, was the result of the fact that he was harsh and, st- and very aggressive with himself. He was never happy about what, uh, what uh, uh, he did. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, uh, the intendant of La Scala uh, after the war, uh, when he said that when he went to see Toscanini at the end of the, the last years uh, in Riverdale, no? mm-hmm. uh, in 50, 53, 50, 54, 
Toscanini uh, was already almost non -con not conducting anymore, mm -hmm. but uh, he was complaining about uh, the fact that uh, he said, what is, what has been my life? My life has been niente, mm -hmm. nothing. Just shouting to the musicians where they were wrong, shouting at the musicians where they were right, mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, so what? Waving this uh, arm for decades and decades. So it was very pessimistic uh, in the end, very lonely and, uh, uh, and unhappy about what uh, he had done. I, I have a favorite story now about Toscanini, learned from Harvey Sachs's big biography, thousands of stories. But this one is he's with Piatigorsky. Mm -hmm. And he says before a concert, you're no good and I'm no good. And he says it twice, and Piatigorsky is shattered. And finally, before they go off, Piatigorsky can barely go on. Toscanini says, it's true. You're no good, and I'm no good. But we're still better than the others, so andiamo. andiamo. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Jay Nordlinger with Q&A. We'll take a break now talking with Ricardo Muti in New York. Back after this word. Okay, y'all. Valentine's Day is approaching. So man up, if I may put it that way. Introducing mancrates.com, an awesome place to find awesome gifts that men love. We're not talking a cologne sampler, a mug, or a tie. Nice as those may be. Mancrates offers curated gift collections for every type of guy, from the sports fanatic to the home chef to the outdoorsman. Check out classics like the NFL barware crate and the hickory grilling crate, or fresh takes on traditional Valentine's gifts like the jerky heart and the salami bouquet. Go to mancrates.com, pick the perfect gift, then wait for the magic moment. He'll flip when his gift arrives and he gets to pry open the wooden crate with a crowbar, crowbar included. There's not a lot manlier than opening a crate with a crowbar. They have thousands of five-star reviews, and every gift comes with a complete satisfaction guarantee. 
Go to mancrates.com slash QA for 5% off. Mancrates.com slash QA. They don't offer a discount anywhere else. So go now to mancrates.com slash QA for that 5% off. Ladies and gentlemen, we're lucky to have a huge free market with a million gifts. But frankly, this is something new under the sun. Something different, convenient, useful, and fun. Mancrates.com slash QA. Pry that baby open. I'm Jay Nordlinger with Q&A, talking with Maestro Ricardo Muti in New York, where he's come to conduct his Chicago Symphony Orchestra in two concerts at Carnegie Hall. Maestro, I'd like to ask you about conducting very familiar music. Um, you conduct a mixture of familiar music and unfamiliar music. Let's take something really standard, like the New World Symphony of Dvorak, or the Sorcerer's Apprentice, or Tchaikovsky's Fifth Symphony, something ultra-familiar. Is it still a privilege to conduct these works? Do you still love them after a hundred times? Do they still speak to you? Not only uh, uh, you love uh, the, the pieces that are, you have conducted a hundred times, but more you uh, conduct these works, and more you go deeply in the, in the score. Because I want to clarify that every time I conduct a symphony that I know, I restudy from the beginning. So I start again and again and again, because the, the word, uh, the end, is only in the movies. This <laughs> is the end. Uh, it's uh, more you go deeply in the, in the score, more the, how can I say, the horizon becomes mm -hmm. wider. Mm -hmm. And so the, the, there is never a, a, a definitive performance of a piece. You have to go to, to, to try to see what is, uh, to try to find, and it's impossible to find it, the truth that is behind the notes. Mm. Uh, Mozart said one time that deepest music is the music that lies between the notes. That is a very uh, deep uh, uh, observation, uh, thought, mm -hmm. no? Uh, mm -hmm. We have a melody and we think that we know how to do it. But so why when you are 20, you do in a way, when you are 40, you do in another way, and when you are 60, you change again? The melody is still the same. So means that music always requires from the interpreter a long study and to start over and over again. So the, the, this is a, a very, uh, this is the magic uh, of music. And uh, when you, uh, I never thought uh, for, uh, for a moment that, uh, okay, I knew the Beethoven Fifth Symphony very well, so that's it, no. Also in orchestra, uh, sometimes I read that this is a standard repertoire, the orchestra, no, the orchestra's no, no. The orchestra, 
they need to go again and again. Also, in the orchestras comes a new generation of uh, musicians that are not familiar with the standard repertoire. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's a hard work. Like Klemperer, every time he conducted a Beethoven symphony that he had conducted a hundred times, but after two, three years, he bought a new score without his science, ah. so, and I do the same, mm. uh, so you, in a completely virgin score, yes. so and you, uh, is, the, the score starts to speak to you in a completely new uh, way, because you don't follow... Without baggage. See, mm -hmm. you, you don't uh, see the signs that uh, are the signs of the, your, the last interpretation that you mm. made, so it's a completely new, you have to start again. You reminded me of something with Mozart in Between the Notes. I was talking to a young conductor recently, and he was in a competition. And they had him conduct some tricky moments from the Appalachian Spring of Copeland because mm -hmm. the meters are tricky. He said it was really easy. All you have to do is count. He said what's hard is taking a straightforward Mozart piece and making it come to life making it vivid. Fair. He said, that's what real conductors do. He said, I could count the other stuff. Because uh, the, the more the music is simple, more the music is complicated. As I said before, I uh, just tried, uh, uh, I sang a little bit of this, the G minor. When the viola starts, the, the, the beginning is not the theme, it's the movement, the rhythmical movements of the viola. In that moment, you know, is the magic is that one second before is completely silence. Then you give the downbeat and the viola start. And in that rhythmical movement, in the timbre, in the energy that they put in, you create the infinite, oh. something that you cannot control anymore because belongs to the universe. Mm -hmm. And so it's a, a, it's a quite, if you take this, uh, the profession so uh, serious, seriously, uh, then it's a very hard, hard profession. And that uh, uh, you understand why Toscanini was always uh, yeah. uh, unhappy with, uh, with, uh, with, uh, with himself. So uh, rhythmical music is not a complicated. Because if you have the technique, uh, I mean, Pierre Monteux conducted the Rite of Spring for the first time and uh, must have been for him and for the orchestra really a big challenge because it was a revolution mm -hmm. in the world of the, 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 the rhythm for an orchestra. Still now, it's uh, complicated for many conductors. So, but at certain point, the music is objective there. And when you have mm. solved the, mm. the rhythmical problems, uh, the technique, it technically... It plays itself, in a way? Mm? It plays itself? Uh, uh, many times the orchestra can do by themselves mm. if the conductor doesn't bother. Mm. <laughs> but doesn't. Uh, like Toscanini used to say, Votto uh, told me, that many times Toscanini said to the young conductors, don't disturb the orchestra when they play. <laughs> that mean, it's a very deep phrase too. means uh, once, uh, once, and if you have prepared the orchestra, you have given your idea, musical idea, then at the moment of performance, Try to help the orchestra, but don't go get the, 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 
come si dice in inglese? In, English, uh, um, in italiano? Si, Tell me. Non interferire. Yeah, yeah. Against. Don't do something against. Don't so, interfere. Si, don't yeah, interfere. Don't negatively. Yeah. Negatively. Yes. It's a sort of... Uh, in fact, uh, uh, many times today, when I conduct, I don't conduct in concert and uh, some critics don't understand they think oh he stopped because the orchestra could go uh, by itself non è vero mm. in the moment that I don't move the arms I'm really conducting mm. uh, mm-hmm. that, uh, with the energy with the eyes uh, with uh, uh, giving confidence to the orchestra to do exactly what we have prepared so many times we do one to one to it is not necessary mm. but uh, today many young conductors, uh, they exaggerate their movements on the podium because they know that uh, today we have, uh, uh, the public is much more uh, interested in what they see many times than in what they hear because we are becoming more and more a visual society, you know, through the television, uh, movies, etc., etc. And I still prefer, even if I am somebody that moves the arms on in front of, I'm not saying that I'm, I don't move the arms, but the, the way Richard Strauss, uh, uh, Fritz Reiner, uh, Karajan, uh, you know, Bernstein was some t- somebody by itself. You know, himself, but him, himself, mm-hmm. he moved, but he didn't move for sure. He moved because it was Bernstein mm-hmm. uh, that was uh, expressing his nature in that way. So if you try to imitate, then you become a clown. No, Bernstein is one of the few exceptions mm-hmm. because he was honest. He never used the, his uh, uh, movements just to please the public. It was uh, himself. It was natural for him. Naturale. Yeah. The yeah. opposite of his teacher, Reiner, at, at yeah, Curtis. Yeah. Maybe it was a reaction. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that you talked about the visual and the public is obsessed with the visual. You do have a great non-musical gift. I don't have it. Eugene Normandy didn't have it. George Schulte didn't have it. Great hair. Great hair. You and Bernstein. Something the public sees. And somehow, I heard a story from Philadelphia. I think Savalas came in and said, Muti, great hair. This is something some of the public notice somehow. Yeah, uh, this has been uh, one of the, uh, I would say, Forza del Destino. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. has been a force follow- of destiny. See, yes. uh, it's been following me everywhere since when I, but uh, this is nature. I don't do anything. I go to the uh, one of the most provincial barbers in near Ravenna. It's a blessing. Uh, and, uh, it's a gift. And, see, I don't do anything. Many people uh, thought in the past that, uh, I, you know, I, that, uh, uh, I used to go to a, a famous barber in Paris. Uh, or No, in the morning, I, I have a shower and the, the, then I, uh, with the, the, the comb, I do the, 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 the and it goes. Uh, so, but uh, many, uh, but the hair. Uh, in Philadelphia, the, there is a, 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 a barber uh, near the Academy of Music. His name is Dino Taormina. He's, a fanta- he's from Sicily and he's a great friend of mine. They're the best. Uh, see, the, see. And, uh, <laughs> he said to me, he said, Ricardo, you know, since you came to Philadelphia, uh, we are talking now about the uh, 
uh, early 80s. Yeah, no? yeah. So it's a, it's, a, it's a problem because may, many, uh, many times there are couples that come here and uh, the, 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 the wives uh, ask to, to, to make the hair like Maestro Muti for the husband. And sometimes the husband has very few hair. Yeah. And uh, so it was, uh, oh, I must tell a story. Uh, and this is a true story because I told the story uh, to the Inquirer uh, in um, in Philadelphia to the Philadelphia Inquirer. So it's true; mm-hmm. it's published. It's on record. <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, so uh, one time I did in Philadelphia the B minor Mass of uh, Bach, and uh, had never been performed for decades, I think. Or, and uh, so it's a, one of the cathedrals of the music, uh, one of the big monuments. So the Cenacolo of Leonardo, uh, the Sistine Chapel uh, of Michelangelo, the B minor Mass of Bach. So I did the piece, and uh, at the end of the performance, I, when I turned for the applause, I, I, I realized that uh, 70% of the audience had left. <laughs> <laughs> during uh, during the performance, so maybe they were not used to this music. I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, so after the performance, uh, I went in my office and I was very uh, sad, very un- unhappy. Uh, um, also, because generally after the performance of other concerts, uh, many people came to ask for an autograph or to say, "Maestro." Uh, thank you for the concert. That evening, after the performance of the Bimanor Mess, nobody came to my room. So I was uh, sitting in my office, very sad. At a certain point, somebody knocked at the door of the office. Uh, so I, I had a sort of a, uh, you know, a smile. So, oh, maybe, you know, I was wrong. One back lover. So, so, mm. And uh, so I said, please come in. And there was a lady with a program. And uh, so I said, please uh, come closer, come, come. Oh. And uh, she said, may I come in? She said, yes. So it came close, close, close to me, very, very close to me. And I thought that she was the, the, the autograph. So mm-hmm. I said, please, please come. And when she came very close to me... Uh, With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
looked at my, uh, at my face and said, Maestro. And I said, yes, who cuts your hair? Oh. <laughs> and that, <laughs> that was a terrible night uh, for blessing me. Blessing or curse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, oh, uh, of course, uh, I mean, the public in Philadelphia is a great public. And mm-hmm. they have a fantastic orchestra, a great orchestra, great tradition. So that was just an accident. <laughs> but the fact that the hair, and the, when I was in Milano, because I, uh, my hair t- uh, turned to be, uh, to have some white uh, mm-hmm. in the last few years, mm-hmm. when I was in Milano, so I was 50, 60 years old, and the hair was completely black. Everybody was sure that I put color on on my hair. So it's been a sort of, um, uh, I say, uh, traviata. In La Traviata it says, croce e delizia. Delizia yeah. al cor. Croce. The, the, the cross, cross and the like. And the Burden light. and <laughs> albatross. <laughs> you know, President Reagan was the same way. President Reagan had great hair, and he was always having to defend it. You know, but uh, it was a. Uh, uh, it was natural. Natural. His black, brother had this. His black. brother. His brother Neil had the same. It's a genetic thing. It's, 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 yeah, it's yeah. a genetic. Uh, Absolutely. But, uh, so, uh, so, but uh, you know, Ormandy was in Philadelphia for forty-five years. Yeah. And if you have 45 years of a great conductor, but without hair, <laughs> when a young conductor arrives with a full of hair, <laughs> makes a big impression. Sometimes I think maybe I got the job because of the hair. I don't know. <laughs> Between Stokey and Normandy, they didn't have much, the two of them. No, no, but completely Stokowski the opposite. Had more. See? Yeah. No, but the, the two were, you know, like the two completely uh, north and south, uh, weren't they? Uh, uh, east and west. Uh, Here's an old question you've dealt with a lot. In every generation, there are people who worry about the future of classical music, and classical music keeps going. And about 10 years ago, I asked Lauren Mazel, do you ever worry? And the first words out of his mouth were, thank God for China. Do you ever worry about this, or are you relaxed about Classical you know, music. now I'm 76, so I, I don't speak about myself. I have done uh, what, uh, and I was lucky uh, to belong still to an era, period where I was surrounded by really giants of uh, the music. I was the, the, the piccolo bambino, and mm. uh, in, around me, the, all the giants. Uh, now I'm very but worried. But understand, I, though, that that's how people view you now and your colleagues. No different. They say I'm around giants. But I, I worried about the future. First, because uh, um, the, the governments around the world, with few exceptions, they are cutting on culture. And so in a moment where the uh, values of, the, of mankind uh, are going down, 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 we are uh, surrounded by wars, uh, crimes, uh, hunger, uh, children every day. We are t- since we have started to talk, uh, you know, thousands of children of have course. died. Yeah. And so it's an horrendous uh, world. And music can really... Uh, help can be a real spiritual weapon and why governments are cutting on the on culture and uh, creating a generation that will be more and more violent and wild uh, without spirituality without uh, 
And uh, so when Mazen said, thank God to China, it, it, it was right in a way because uh, China is uh, creating conservatory. The Chinese believe in our culture, in our music, in our drama, in our poetry, and uh, the, the, they are uh, building theaters, uh, uh, instruments. Uh, okay, we will, even if, if they are very good in technology, they will nev never be Stradivari o Guarnieri o Guadagnini o Amati mm. but they they are they believe in the western culture and uh, yeah, so more than some of us do more mm. si, mm. certo mm. certo more mm. than and they are uh, they know that uh, and the true music they are becoming expert of our civilization what we are they know they are learning what we are But uh, it, it's not the contrary, because we have problems. In, first, because we cannot uh, read their, like, their, their signs, when they, the way they write, mm -hmm. no? They, they still, they, they, can, no, they can learn everything about us. We, don't, we cannot learn everything about them. And so there is a, a danger about our identity in, in, uh, in the future. Uh, um, so I'm, I'm, I don't know what will be the future of uh, uh, music. Uh, I, I hope uh, the music and arts generally. Um, I hope that uh, the fact that uh, the world is becoming multi, multicultural mm -hmm. is correct. Are you saying mm -hmm, mm -hmm, exactly? Mm -hmm. So I, I feel. Not scientifically, but I feel mm. that uh, the encounter of the different uh, cultures that is little by little will create uh, in music and in art a new language, mm. a new future. The, the mixture of this uh, uh, different culture will... And, uh, so we have to work very hard uh, bringing uh, uh, contemporary music uh, Even if the, 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 it's difficult to find the real great composers, but yeah. working on, maybe we can uh, prepare the road for a new prophet. By the way, have we had a great composer since Shostakovich? But, uh, Hard to say, impossible uh, to I say. I don't know, but you know, Shostakovich is uh, was a great composer. But there are some uh, contemporary musicians that consider the, his music uh, too obsolete. No, see, uh, so uh, traveling around the world, you have always mm -hmm. different opinions about. Uh, uh, the other thing, uh, I would say. Uh, how many operas uh, have become really popular of the 20th century operas that have been written? Wozzeck? Yeah, good question. Uh, Wozzeck, but is it, is it, Wozzeck is a masterpiece, mm -hmm. but can we consider Wozzeck a popular opera? No. Lady Macbeth? No. No. Uh, uh, the, 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 the Peter Grimes, it's a, it's a beautiful opera, but it's not a, Uh, uh, very well known around mm -hmm. the world and people when they see Traviata, Rigoletto, etc, etc they still go there because they wanted to receive something I'm not saying that uh, they are right uh, or the, the others are wrong I just am confused my duty as musician today is to uh, perform uh, Baroque, classical uh, neoclassical Uh, romantic, modern, and contemporary music. Mm -hmm. 
uh, because uh, a, a good musician should be a sort of uh, uh, priest of uh, the, uh, the music and serve, uh, 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 ready to serve God, that means the composer. But what will be the future in 100 years? Will, what will be the relationship between person and art? No? Mm. Man, woman, and art? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Sh uh, Robert Schumann, that was a great composer, said one time, he was also a journalist, a critic, a writer, he said, at the time of Mozart, uh, and he compared Mozart to shoemakers, no, uh, uh, composers to shoemakers. Mm. Mozart uh, could uh, uh, make shoes that everybody could wear. In my time, says Schumann, we make, we composers, make shoes that not everybody can wear. What did he mean, Maestro? That what the music mean? of Mozart could be accepted uh, uh -huh. Uh, uh -huh. Uh, so by everyone. By everyone, you know. La chidarem la mano. Who can uh, resist so, it? Mm? Yeah. Uh, in Schumann already, he said, my music, and I don't write for the public, I write for me. And I know that my music, uh, uh, the last symphonies, last sonatas, uh, quartetti of Beethoven, still now they go, they reach the 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 the, the, the zone the, 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 the of metaphysic. You know? Yes. And it's still now, for some people, difficult to 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 um, not to understand because in music there is nothing to understand to, to assimilate go in, to see. Uh, and, look, uh, even the Ninth Symphony is weird. Misa Solemnis. Oh. Misa Solemnis yeah, is, yeah. A, is a really metaphysic in many mm -hmm. places. So uh, the distance between the normal public and the artist has uh, become wider and wider. Yeah, right. What will happen in the future? Maybe, you know, there is uh, uh, always uh, uh, up, down, up, down. Yeah, in, yeah. In, uh, it's possible. But I think, I feel... And it's possible that I am absolutely wrong, but that this fact that the world, as I said before, is becoming multicultural, this will create a new language that everybody can assimilate and follow. But if this is, will be possible only if the Western world believes more in, in, in its past, in its culture, and doesn't take for granted what we have, and I don't want don't want to see that Italy becomes just in the future just a museum for the Chinese or the Japanese That's or right. the Koreans to visit. Right. We still to be have to be. We must be active. Uh, the fact that we have the museum mm -hmm. means that uh, we have the 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 basic element there. But and we have the make possible. We must make possible that the tree still is able to make flowers, no? Yes. To flourish, to bloom. Also, Italians need to have families, don't they? That's a whole other issue. The, 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 Italians need to have families. Um, it seems like the bambini are becoming fewer and fewer. Ah, in this in respect. The, yeah, yeah. I see, because life is uh, difficult uh, from the economical point, right. point of view. Oh. And uh, a couple, they, they marry, they, they, they put family together, and they say... You know, if two persons uh, find it difficult to arrive at the end of the month, mm. then uh, with the children, one children, one child, two child, children, 
and uh, it's not that we are, are becoming uh, uh, not interested in uh, in uh, in creating the the, the future new, the future generations is that uh, economically the world is mm. uh, still uh, problematic no and uh, the the distance between rich people and the poor people is becoming again and again wider a problem. the distance a problem mm. the rich become more rich and the poor become more poor so mm. if you don't know how to feed your children it's better not to have children Well, one more, Maestro. Thank you so much. Oh, two. I'll have a brief one and one more, if you don't mind. I think it's important to have good popular music in the world. I was in Mexico last week on a reporting trip, and I found their popular music quite pleasant, better than in America. What's your view of popular music? I think that music uh, with capital M uh, has no distinction. It's in the sense that uh, there are some songs and popular uh, pop songs uh, that represent the soul of a nation of uh, that are that deserve uh, all the uh, all respect the greatest respect from us non ti scordar di me non ti scordar oh my god no, that, see, <laughs> one of my favorite songs non ti scordar di me la vita mia legata a te <laughs> si um, that, uh, in Italy, for example, um, musicians like Donizetti, Rossini, they, they were uh, in Napoli for many years, uh, Bellini, they wrote uh, popular songs uh, with beautiful, with Tosti, no? Mm-hmm. Tosti, uh, yeah, yeah. He was uh, very much admired by Verdi and other composers. Mm. The Mexicans have their, their uh, beautiful uh, music that uh, it's very melancholic, uh, brings you, uh, th- th- makes you to dream about uh, mm-hmm. life, uh, the world. So we should not be said that, that, okay, Bach is the real music. The, no, there are, it's, it's music is music. Mm. You can have uh, symphonies of composers that is better to burn. The composer, not yeah. uh, not yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean the composer. <laughs> I got <you>. the scores. <laughs> the score. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, some, uh, for example, uh, Modugno, Domenico Modugno, mm-hmm. no, the one that wrote Volare. Volare has become one Volare. Oh, can, cantare. Uh, cantare. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. It's very deep in a, in a way. Edith yeah. Piaf. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, but also today, for example, when I hear Celine Dior, no? The, the, oh, yeah, the, right. The Canadian. Uh, uh-huh. I, I love, and there are so many American singers that uh, uh, they uh, express their feelings uh, they, they, with such uh, uh, a passion that uh, there is music. Um, uh, like the Bible says, no, there is a, a moment for everything. There is yes. a moment for love, a moment for... Uh, Ecclesiastes. For, see, Ecclesiastes, mm-hmm. bravo. Mm-hmm. Le, de, 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 per la guerra, una cosa, per l'amore, per l'odio, mm-hmm. So there is a moment for, for Bach, for Beethoven, yes. and also for Celine Dior and uh, for Elvis Presley. Yes, see? Yeah, so true. So uh, should yeah, yeah. not be too uh, uh, strict. Narrow, yeah. Uh, narrow, because then the world becomes... Uh, uh, becomes a, a series of segments, you know. Mm-hmm. This is a, a sort of ghetto. This is this, this is this. It's exactly this, the word, this, this is ghettos. This. Exactly. We have to communicate, mm. communicate, and don't be, don't be too sophisticated. Of course, I believe that to 
though the, the Missa Solemnis is a little bit more complicated than, uh, than to sing volare. Yeah, <laughs> but we love them both. <laughs> See. <laughs> well, let's end on this, Maestro. Um, I'm reminded, uh, several years ago, I asked Marilyn Horn this question. My friend, I love her. Mm. Isn't she great? Yeah. yeah. Such a good musician and so smart. Uh, I said, is there any music you're feeling especially close to? She said, well, I'm liking Brahms more and more. I like to read him. I like to listen to him. I like to teach him. I like to sing him. And I said, why? And she said, there's a kindness in Brahms, a kind of consolation. He's your friend. He makes you feel good. He's on your side. Mm. I thought that was a very good insight into Brahms. Is there music you're feeling especially close to these days, or does it depend on what you're working on? I find my tastes change with the years. Uh, I understand Schubert better than, not understand, I love Schubert even more than I did when I was younger, mm -hmm. for example. I, uh, I, you know, I did a lot of Schubert. I am the only conductor still now that has uh, recorded the, the entire, uh, the Ninth Symphonies of Schubert with the Vienna Philharmonic, mm. the complete uh, cycle of mm. the symphonies. I agree with uh, Marilyn uh, Horn about uh, the, her uh, comments about uh, about Brahms. È vero, she is absolutely right. Uh, but there are composers that uh, uh, you need in certain moments. Yeah. Mozart always. Yeah. Mozart always. In fact, when uh, 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 this is a true story, when uh, a person in Paris asked Rossini, said, Maestro, who is the greatest composer in your opinion? And Rossini said, Beethoven. And the, the other person said, hey, what about Mozart? Mozart is above everybody. It's, it's a category, but it's numero uno. So, so Mozart, uh, uh, it's really, uh, I always, about Mozart, I, I always thought that uh, Mozart is uh, a demonstration of the existence of God. Without... Uh, 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 I know that uh, I can become rhetorical in this moment, uh, but... Uh, Do it anyway. See, Mozart mm -hmm. è la prova, the proof mm -hmm. that there is uh, in the universe uh, a soul. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. We, are, we, I, uh, we cannot be just uh, made by chemi chemi chemical and the flesh. More than and flesh and blood. Yeah, yeah. Mozart is uh, the, the, the proof that... Uh, of the harmony of the universe mm -hmm. that went to the our to our earth our uh, planet and Mozart is the incarnation of mm -hmm. uh, of of this um, of course uh, Schubert is uh, the the melancholy the melancholia of uh, Austria uh, and uh, the, uh, the uh, and the, from the malinconia of Austria, he was able to write the malinconia of the uh, of mankind. Yeah. From yeah. national, his music became universal. Mm. And so uh, there are composers that you can conduct every night, the same symphony. If you have a, you Mozart, you you can conduct every day, every night, uh, without uh, uh, becoming. Uh, Board. Uh, I see Be Beethoven, 
almost every night. Uh, Brahms uh, a little bit less. Mm -hmm. Tchaikovsky two times, two times a week. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because mm -hmm. uh, not because it's uh, it's not it's less uh, important. Because it's, uh, the, the, his music uh, uh, requires more time to. Uh, needs to rest. Yes, you cannot uh, have this kind of, of over excitement. It needs uh, a bigger interval between hearings. See, yeah. see, you need that uh, the, the oh, this uh, the tempest, the storm yeah, yeah. Uh, calms down. Right, but Mozart. It's like the doctor says the pills, this three times a week, two times a week, once yeah. a week. You're prescribing Mozart. See, si. yeah, <laughs> certo. Bravo, grazie. Thanks a million, Maestro Muti. I'm Jane Nordlinger with Q&A. We've had a magnificent hour with a magnificent man, Ricardo Muti, of the Chicago Symphony Orchestra and of many other institutions, and of Southern Italy and of himself. I'm Jane Nordlinger for Q&A. Till next time. Join the conversation.